many people have died as a result of these companies disconnecting power. There are stories abound for you to see the reports on, news reports, and even court cases that have settled because power companies have disconnected. People with disabilities, people in old age, people with young kids. In fact, I had young kids myself, young children, in 2006 when I threatened the local power company with disconnection because of the egregious abuses they were performing with very high power bills. In a home that I had at the time of about less than 900 foot square, which is a very tiny house, which was a house with one window AC that I barely used and again very, very small house with very little, very small electrical loads. Yet I was getting these bills over $100, which was at the time, this was 2006, pretty outrageous, especially in an area where there was a nuclear plant nearby and presumably nuclear power is cheaper, especially if you live right there in the area where you are in danger of a nuclear disaster. It should be a lot cheaper, but yet my power seemed to be way high. It wasn't until I threatened with disconnection and perhaps making my own family with young kids suffer because of that decision that the power company actually capitulated and they actually lowered my bill, proving to me that they were ripping me off all along. They just needed to have me call in and plead and beg and threat with disconnection and making kids suffer because of their abuse. That was the only thing that actually got them to charge me what I was using. Before that, I was being utterly robbed. Before that also, in the year 2005, Hurricane Katrina went through South Florida. I was living in the area at the time and it caused tons of damage. Even though it was a very quick moving and relatively weak hurricane, it did cause the power to go out in my area for weeks, I want to say about three weeks, which is quite long for an area to be out of power, especially after such small and weak hurricane. So during that time that we spent without power, it may have been only about two weeks, which is still a very long time to endure without power in a major city, in an apartment with very little ventilation, very little options for you to have any kind of generator or anything like that. And also with small kids, having small children, less than a year old to maybe one year old, it was tough. So we spent that time, two to three weeks perhaps, without power. Yet at the end of the month, when we get our power bill, the power bill seems to be higher than the last month's bill, as if we used a full month's worth of power. This was outrageous and ridiculous and nonsensical, yet we found out maybe later on that the power company, months later or years later, I find out that the local power company, Florida Power & Light, FPL, that's just known there, actually charged customers. It was allowed to charge customers for the repairs that they had to perform after the hurricane to bring the power up. So you basically not only paid for maintenance during the time that you are their customer, paying for power, paying for utility, including the many other ridiculous and outrageous fees that they tack on to your power bill, but you're also charged above and beyond what you use in electricity. So you can pay them back for the money that they spent on maintenance and repairs. 
By the way, these companies have funds and coffers and monies that they allocate for maintenance and repairs, yet they blame it on, oh yeah, the severity of the hurricane, the damage caused by the hurricane, and all these bullshit to charge you above and beyond what you use after the hurricane so you can basically cover their costs so they can keep their high profits so they can keep their bonuses their retirement their generous 401k accounts their generous salaries etc these power company employees are among again the highest paid in just about every city out there you look at power company employees they're driving very late model or brand new trucks all the time very expensive trucks and equipment very cushy jobs a lot of them don't do a whole lot of hard work even the men and women out on the field. I have met these people. I have worked in the electric field. I know these people are part of unions that have fought tooth and nail so they can do the very least and earn the very most. And these are the people that you are supporting, that you are propping up and keeping quite spoiled with their high salaries, wages, and their high fancy life. You are basically supporting, maintaining all that. And should I add, these unions, these power companies are, to my experience and estimation, just by looking at them, quite discriminatory in their hiring practices. Their diversity is very much in departure from the diversity in their surrounding areas which they service. I invite you to take a look. This is quite obvious when you pay attention. Another time that I had a negative experience with electric companies was back in 2008, as many of you may remember, was the year that we began to see the effects of the depression that occurred on the late months of 2007, early months of 2008. The housing market crashed. The entire economy, in fact, suffered an acute depression, an acute decrease. Many billions, perhaps trillions, were lost in financial assets and financial wealth. Perhaps billions were redistributed from middle income to lower income individuals and families to the upper classes. This is usually what happens during a depression. Wealth is usually lost most mostly in the lower classes of the economy or the middle classes. The rich and powerful have the financial stability, strength, security, the diversity to weather these events a lot better with a lot less loss of wealth than middle classes and lower classes, the economic ladders. So 2008, I again moved to another area, another state, in fact, and savings was on my mind. Even though I did have a steady job, although not so secure since I just had started that job, a new location, career, new just about everything dealing with work. So I had been living there for a year and living in an apartment and having some financial pressures and still having a house rented and having some trouble there with that house, having to pay for it for several months, even without any tenants, the house being vacant. I felt I had to pay for it to attempt to keep it, hold on to it as long as possible and maybe save it, rent it, or maybe sell it. I was also thinking about saving energy. 
saving energy because most likely my power bill was too high, among the highest expenses, so it's only natural and makes sense for you to attempt to lower your larger expenses so you can keep more of the money that you earn with much difficulty and save more money so you can have more money available for things that you need, things that you wish to have, such as education, better transportation, better housing, better things for you to enable you to live happier, healthier, etc. So I began to make changes in my household and to basically try and to experiment with energy saving technologies in the hopes that I was going to save on my electric bill. I purchased battery-powered lights and used those instead of my household lights. I attempted to use a propane-powered tankless water heater. Those had come on the market. It was a technology that made sense, that was quite attractive to save energy instead of having a 40-gallon or 60-gallon water heater. Instead of having that on and powered and using stupid amounts of energy all the time, it's best to try to get a tankless one that only uses energy whenever you turn the spigot on, whenever you turn your faucet on or your shower. You use a lot less energy, even if you have it on electric. But this one I bought, it was a small one. It was running on liquid propane using a small grill propane tank. I experimented with that. It worked for a little while. Um, experimented with other water heating technologies, including solar heat collector that leaked like hell. So it was a failed project there. But I was trying different things. I even expanded into using batteries. Shortly after that, I bought my first solar panel. And shortly after that, I experimented with a small wind turbine. I was hoping to basically run off battery. Yes, it was a slow and grinding process of learning, learning with alternative energy technologies, how to wire them, connect them, install them, etc. And I was making quite a bit of significant changes throughout the house. I also acquired a kerosene convection heater so I can stop running my electric heater in the house. So it was a multi-pronged approach with the hopes of saving energy. But to no avail, the savings part didn't materialize. I was definitely saving energy, but I was not saving money. The power company seemed to just keep charging me the same. If any difference was made was undetectable. And I kept improving. I was not deterred at all by this. I just thought that it was my technologies, my limited technologies of the time, my limited efforts, even though they were significant for me. I thought they were limited. Maybe I'm not saving enough. Maybe I'm not producing enough. Maybe I'm not turning my air conditioning and air heat and water heater off long enough. 